and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. and It was good to see some of you uh, out last night. We will talk about that uh, in, in a couple of minutes. Before we get to that, though, the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we're going to run over that very quickly. Got to be on hold. Kyle wants to opine. He's been on hold since before the show started. So we'll get to you in a second, Kyle. Hang in there. Uh, but the BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We will start in 20 minutes with Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic. And Iowa everywhere. We'll take a look at Iowa State. Can they beat Oklahoma State and draw to within one of bowl eligibility? Their favorite to do so. Chris Williams coming up uh, here at um, 20 or so after the hour. Then Bama Bob, Trent, and I will take a look at some of the bigger games uh, in college football on a national scale this weekend. At 12.05, we'll head to Vegas. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. And then Tom Cakert will slide in here at about 11.25. We'll talk Hawks. We'll talk Wisconsin and the ramifications of that one. Basketball conversation as well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm uh, up. The wife very smartly said, let's go. Let's get out of here. You got a big day tomorrow. Not just hosting a radio show, but uh-huh. driving. Oh, you got two games tonight. I got a double header yeah. uh, because of that. So I'll be calling back-to-back games, starting with Valley against Dowling, oh. 4 o'clock. And then 7 o'clock, Johnston Southeast Polk in the semifinals from the Dome. I got a lot of windshield time. I have <laughs> a couple of games to call. Joe Stacy not able to join me this year as his daughter is going to be swimming at the state swim meet. So you're doing them on your own. So going to be solo up there, and it was the right decision. As much fun as I was having, and I would have continued, as you like to say, putting that fun meter in the red. Yeah, <laughs> She made the right choice, needed to duck out, but what a night it was last night. It was great to see a lot of people. Uh, let's get Kyle in here before we opine okay. much further, because I don't want to keep him on hold any longer. Kyle, how are you? Welcome to the program. Thanks for being patient. Oh, no worries, Kenny. Thank you for having me on. I just wanted to, first of all, I want to tell you that you're one of the best horse callers I've ever heard. I heard you in Arapahoe. And Did you really? A little bit out here. Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. But uh, sorry you're not in that as much anymore, but hopefully you guys will bring back a little more horse talk around the Triple Crown next year. Okay, I'm in. Um, yeah, I'm in for that, too. But last night, Ross Peterson got me a couple tickets. It was a great event, and uh, that band was, I think my wife would even like them because they played some newer music, too. But uh, it was a good band. Kudos to whoever brought them on. Um, but I wanted to kind of rib you a little bit because uh, you guys went up and did your, your little speech, and thanks, and that was a good one, very eloquent. I could tell, I mean, you're the... you. You're the oldest one. You're, you're the patriarch here yeah. of uh, Sports Talk Radio. Uh, and I can tell that was tugging at you a little bit. Well, I want to make sure that everybody that's done it before heard their name call because, you know, it's a great group of talkers, I think, in this building right now. But KXNO just didn't start last year, right? It started oh, in 2001. And I wanted to make sure everybody that got us to this point, at least their name was uh, was mentioned dur- during the night last night. But I, I, I got to blame this on Jenny Murphy. Oh, yeah? Uh, who I'd never met last night, and um, I, I was glad that I, you know, Keith and Jenny and you and I, Trent, were kind of hanging out uh, mm-hmm. behind the curtain behind, backstage for a little bit. And Jenny showed me where the, where the exit was. She did, yes. Uh, so I thought, you Chris know what? Put- 
Chris got to put the picture of you going out the back door on your on your. Uh, it's on Twitter the Twitter. Page. It's on our Twitter page. Yeah, <laughs> it's on our Twitter. Yeah, I called it big. Well, well, listen, Kyle. I appreciate a um, you know saying the kind things that you did, and uh, remember my horse racing announcing career. I had a blast doing it, and uh, thanks for coming last night. I think um, obviously it's it's the it's the audience, it's the listeners that make this station what it is, um, and to uh, to you and everybody else that showed up on a cold night. Uh, well done from you, and glad you had a good time, Kyle. And thanks for being patient oh, and coming on here okay hey good luck keep it going thank you kyle appreciate the, uh, the call uh yeah jenny murphy <laughs> that's sure. the back door right there i had no idea and i knew what that meant yep very quickly <laughs> and i saw you darting for it and i pulled the phone out of my pocket you did i got a picture not a clear one it was a little blurry yeah. it was just uh got one i was in full flight and you were out there and you had your feet up and you were ready to go so you did have a beer before eight thirty? Before about eight twenty five. Look at that! Yeah, I remember, new, new but not me. around people. God forbid. You know, I'm just not good, and I've always had this phobia. I don't know what it is. I don't mind being in a crowd mm-hmm. when nobody knows you. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. It's just weird that way. I'm weird in a lot of ways, but this is just on the pile. But I spoke to so many people. Can I just I I, I almost said this last night, Jern. Um, you know, we were on the stage, but this about KXNO last night. This wasn't about me, and I didn't want to conflate the two. When I said to the people, I said something about, you know, I started to talk about the jock and how sports talk radio will never survive. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's what Phil Hoover, and I, we cut it, I cut it out. I put it on my wall mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to read that. Um, I took it personally. <laughs> uh, but when I, when I mentioned the jock and asked people, do you, how many in the audience remember that station? Yes. And how many people did? Oh, absolutely. Do you know what that means? That these people were listening to me for a long, long time. Yeah. And, and that it brings a tear to my eye in a yeah. lot of ways. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you to everybody who showed up wherever, whenever you came to KXNO. Uh, this station is, is about the audience and my gosh, just how, how it has grown. And it's in part, in a major, major part to one person. And I almost, Gave her a shout out, but I didn't want to embarrass her last night. During I, I said that Dace was the second most impactful hire at KXNO mm-hmm. because at the time he was, th- this station had no footing. You know, the other two were they they were circling the drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big ticket and, and the jock might have been in uh, bankruptcy at that part at that point. But 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 Heather coming over, Heather Burnside coming over here. She has just brought such a huge audience and made everybody welcome at KXNO. And that always wasn't the case. I hear more people talk to me and tell me, you know, my wife will now let me listen to KXNO. <laughs> she doesn't get the radio one day on the way to work and or, or vice versa. Like Monday's her morning, Tuesday's my morning. Now everybody's listening to this station. Right. And it's an, an, a huge part because of what Heather has done. Um, she's the most impactful hire the station's ever made. Steve Dace is too. Um, but it's it's powerful, isn't it? It really is, and just seeing the the sheer number of people. I mean, I've I've told you about it, and I said it on stage last night. Just going from I've been doing this almost twenty years myself, mm-hmm. and KXNO, us being here now almost four years, and just the amount of people that know you mm-hmm. because of the station. I haven't changed. <laughs> I'm still the same guy doing the same things and right. talking and gambling and football and whatever yeah. else pops up. Still the same guy. It's a station. Yeah, it's it's the it's a call letter. Stupid. That that is, is what's changed. That's way to well put. It's and a call letter. Stupid. And guys, I had so many guys last night that came up, and it was mostly guys. Mm-hmm. Guys that came up mm-hmm. and said to me, you know, hey, listen to you every day. Love listen. And I see you here every once. Come talk to me. I'm just a normal guy. I am happy to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. 
see me in a bar stool, see me at the grocery store. Just come up. We're, we're just normal people. We just yeah. happen to have microphones in front of us. Right. And I love those interactions. I love those opportunities. So don't be shy. Come up. Yeah. Rip me if you're a Cyclone fan. We'll talk Hawkeyes, and I can complain about that if you're a Hawkeye fan, whatever it is. I love those interactions, and that's what made last night so much fun on top of it. Mm-hmm. And just those interactions with mm-hmm. people that you know, people that don't call in. And we know right. the percentages, oh, and we don't take many calls in general. Right. But the people that are it's with us the every of single day, listeners. and they're so important. Yeah. Yeah. What a great night. It is. I'm looking forward to the next one already. Yeah. I really am. Um, the band, I hear was, and Kyle just mentioned it, the, uh, Kyle who was waiting on hold, Kyle just called. Uh, you've mentioned it. They were really good. They were excellent. Yeah. yeah, that's one that my wife and I afterwards we were kind of hey, we got to see when these guys play again. Now finding babysitters another step, but that was uh, really fun last night of kind of having different groups of music that they mm-hmm. play to. I mean, the guy went from playing new music like Harry Styles, and then he was doing old school rap. He was singing NWA, and then he was doing country. I mean, just doing it all and doing mm-hmm. it incredibly well. That's a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. And uh, are they local? This group, I believe so. Wow, yeah, how about that. Yeah. Uh, Woolies, the the venue itself was was ideal. It was. it was perfect for something like that. They had the football game on. Yes, which you, that excited you? Well, it did, and and that surprised me uh, quite honestly yeah. that they did. I didn't think that that was you know venue that would uh, be interested in showing that, but they did for those of uh, people that were inclined. I didn't get there. Well, I did get there in time for the food. Uh, I didn't sample any of it, but everybody said it was great. You know, my biggest beef on the entire night, and this <laughs> has nothing to do with the event itself. I could not get an Uber to save my life. So I started pinging Uber at five o'clock. I last week took an Uber from my house to the airport when we were heading to Vegas. And just so we'd have one less car, my wife was mm-hmm. coming from work. And the lady that picked me up said I was her last pickup of the day. And at the time, she was one of only two people that were out. It's bananas. In the whole metro. What's going on? Well, Do, now, are more people going to Lyft? Well, that's that's what I was told. Because when I was talk to people last night and you know share my story. Because I... I won't drink and drive. Yeah. And I can't have a beer. I just You're know, not a person I, that I, is I fine just, sipping no, on one no, and that's good. And... No way. No way. If I'm, if I'm going to get a buzz, I'm going to get a buzz going. <laughs> gotcha. And I, I just can't have a beer. I like the taste of it too much. Um, but people told me, that, what are you still doing on Uber? You know, it's kind of like I'm still on AOL. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm still on Hotmail. Okay. So, yeah, you're, yeah. so you kind of got it too. Um, but we get, I get teased for that. But it's. I think Lyft is the here and now thing, uh-huh. and you know, try Lyft. I've never had a problem with Lyft. Blah blah blah. Dot dot dot. So about um, I don't know. It was ten after six. I finally gave up and got in the car and then drove down. But you know, I just won't have a beer. I won't drink a drive. I just don't want to read my name in the paper. That'd yeah. be that'd be embarrassing as anything. Can you imagine? And yeah, like you said, you're not somebody that just I'll have a beer. No, you can't. I can't. At the end of the day, if you had a normal job where. Hey, go have one afterwards no. before you go home. That's no. and I'm not going to get piled up. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. get out of my mind, but I'm going to get a buzz. And that's probably doesn't take much to be past no. zero eight, right? No. It it surprises you how little you and 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 don't test it. Don't you know? Go out and try and take this test here tonight because you'll fail. Uh, you'll fail. Anyways, uh, thank you for those of you who showed up last night. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time had by all. And it was great, and thanks to all of you who listen to this program and um, those po- people that still <laughs> the jock folded up its tent twenty years ago, and it still resonates, which is just um, puts a lump in my throat and a tear in my eye. And thank you, and we'll go to break on that. How about that? That, that sounds okay? great. We're going to hear from Travis and Ross as they are down at Hummel's Nissan right now, hanging out with the Heisman Trophy. How cool is that? 
And uh, we'll hear from them here throughout the show today as they're doing a live remote from Hummel's. Is the Nissan. trophy there? The trophy is actually it there. It is there. Wow. How about that? Are they ready? They'll be ready. Uh, we'll hit the liner. We'll go can right I, to that. Can I do this? First of all, let's do this. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. While we wait for that, let's head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide keyword uh, simply by going to KXNO.com and entering credit. Credit at KXNO.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. We'll take a quick timeout, come back, and on the other side, Chris Williams will talk Cyclones, plus a hit with Ross and Travis with the Heisman from Hummel's Nissan, all here on Miller & Condon 106.3. Heating.com. Image. I don't know much Clint Black. I thought that was something that Williams might like. I've been bound. Well, he might, but I'm not sure the audience does. <laughs> People love their country music. I guess. Uh, let's get to Chris Williams. A little swangy. He's married to an actress. Oh, yeah? I'll take your word for it. He, he is for sure. And she was in uh, maybe Knott's Landing. Oh, I used to love that. <laughs> I think. Do you know this one story, Williams? Am I right? Yeah, he's married to some. You're right. I don't. She sings with him, too, everyone. Does while, she? I, think. I don't remember her that- name. That's like that's so funny of all the Clint Black songs you pick. Like that's <laughs> it was like the first one that popped it. up. Yeah, because I've heard some of it. Something about a rear, uh, uh, the back window or the rear window. I don't know what it is. Anyways, uh, hello. That's a different song. Yeah. to the window to the wall. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Chris. Something How are sweat. you? Hey guys, it's always a pleasure. How's well, your daughters? They were sick yesterday. I kept you from uh, joining the party. Still are. Are yeah. they? Yeah, you know, and then the stomach deal. One of them gets it. You know, yep. the other one's getting it. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're all uh, we're all bunkered here in the Williams house, trying to get some work done for the weekend. And uh, but no, everything's good. Good stuff. Well, hopefully everything's even better Saturday night about six o'clock as the football teams to win uh, moves to within one win of bowl eligibility. Their favorite to do so, Chris. Uh, a month ago, I don't think that anybody would have said, A, they've got a chance to win, and, and they will do so as a favorite in the football game. What's happened to Oklahoma State? Uh, do you still talk to that pistols-firing guy? Uh, and, and if so, what's kind of behind this uh, collapse of the Cowboys that we well, hope keeps I mean, going? Injuries are the number one key for them. I mean, they've they've been pretty depleted here for a couple of weeks, and I don't, you know, Gundy's not given a lot going into tomorrow, but I don't think that they're... I mean, they went from Ken having a fifth-year quarterback who was a dark horse Heisman guy mm-hmm. two months ago to a couple of true freshmen. So it's it's been tough for them. But you know, for me, the the biggest thing I, I think is you you look at their like they've they've been giving up 250 yards on the ground the last three weeks defensively, mm. and man, it's hard, especially in that league if you have no semblance of a rush defense, and that that's kind of start to break the game down like why Iowa State has a shot like well what does Iowa State need to do they got to be able to run the ball like we've talked about this Deckers can't be out there throwing it 50 times a game you're going to lose mm-hmm. and I think that the you guys are power ratings guys like Oklahoma State has sunk like a rock mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks in the power ratings and even when they were 0-5 Iowa State was still in the 30s <laughs> in most power ratings because they were performing that far off of where they like so if they you know like the kansas state game like when they were not covering they were missing by like a point it wasn't crazy and they kind of just stayed consistent and i kind of picked up on this i think we talked about it on the show last weekend that 
I thought there was a decent chance Iowa State would be favored here if last week went the way it did, and and here we are. But you know, Campbell's teams are decent on the road. You know, they they feel like they're a decent road team, and to me, this just screams like a Cartevius Norton breakout type of game. I just I think that he kind of had a little bit of one last week, and you're going up against this just really, really bad rush defense. And they've – listen, They, if you would have asked me in the third quarter last week, not much had changed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, they weren't – you know, they dropped touchdown pass. Like, there was just stuff like that. But, it, you know, my hope is that they got the, the, lid, the lid came off a little bit in the fourth quarter and confidence is – oh, look what Iowa happened. Mm. You know, they – scored some touchdowns against Northwestern, and then they go on the road and they look like the greatest show on turf last week against <laughs> Purdue. So yeah. my hope is that they have a little bit of confidence and against a bad defense, they can roll tomorrow. A uh, couple of things. Uh, Lisa Hartman is Clint the Black's wife. Okay. There you go. And hit yep. me with a left and a right, and there's nothing but the taillights. Is that a Clint Black song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Absolutely. We don't have this one here in the uh, library, unfortunately. (laughs) All right. Sorry, Trent. We'll we'll get it set up for you next week. Chris Williams joining us. Cyclo Fanatic, Iowa, everywhere. Williams, the young guys. We heard so much about the young players coming into the season, obviously having to sit and wait kind of an extra year with the COVID year a year ago. Who are some of the under the radar guys that are popping for you that you have a ch- you believe have a chance to become all Big Twelve type of performers down the line that have at least shown you a glimpse this year? Maybe not a full time guy, but give me a name or two that you're excited about their future that you got to see for the first time this year. Well, I mean, it kind of starts for me with the the, the secondary in general, and I'm not just talking about the um, you know the studs. I mean, I got like TJ Tampa is mm-hmm. all world, right? And we all we all have talked about him, but Cooper Verdon. What about Miles Purchase? Too? Purchase, um, yeah. yeah. You know, like he's been locked down. Um, we knew about Freeler, but what about Jeremiah Cooper, the true mm-hmm. freshman? Right? Like, there's just a, there's a lot of guys out there. You know, the kid who I think just looks fantastic when he's been in there is Will McLaughlin at linebacker when he's been in there for Colby Reader, who was injured. I, I, I actually. I don't want to say he's better now, but he's clearly more athletic. And I think that this Will McGlough, he's from Harlan. He's 23, I right? Think, Number 23? Yeah. 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 Yep, I, yep. I think he could be like the next great Iowa State linebacker. You know, they had a pretty good string there. Yeah. And they, I, I think he might be the guy. And I I always kind of go off of when it, I do the Athlon mm-hmm. thing, and we have to have a depth turret turned in in like April every year, which Jesus. is really difficult. And you can always tell who some of the young guys that are going to pop are based off the conversations you get at that point. And McLaughlin was a guy that, that I was told to pencil in at number two linebacker way mm-hmm. back at that time, which tells you that, you know, they looked at him. The, there's there's always developmental guys, but usually the stars shine really, really early, and he was one of them. So on. You know, specifically defensively, guys, those would be it for me. And I, I still think Cartevius Norton is a pro. He, I just think the guy had a really bad break getting hurt in that first week. And, you know, they've, you know, finally get him healthy. And it's like, oh, okay, now go play against Oklahoma. Well, that's that's pretty difficult for a running back. You've seen good Iowa State running backs, and it usually takes them four or five games. I'm not saying he's going to be Brees Hall, but – 
I am saying, like, I, I, I had seen some fans on Fanatic starting to be like, well, what's so special about this kid? And I just <laughs> give him time. frankly don't think that's fair. Yeah. I think you need to give him a little time. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited for tomorrow. I think he could pop off for 100. Uh, Oneidam would be another one I would put in the uh, conversation. Yeah. And Orange, maybe, uh, those two guys to play no tough doubt. positions? Both of those guys. Orange, specifically, was another one of those guys in the in spring ball where they told me, like just a different type of body for a D tackle. Now there's more to it, right? We thought Daryl Simmons was going to be that type of guy on the offensive side, and he's actually regressed. So, but no, Orange, both of those guys, they they recruit the D line really well, which is super refreshing considering God can. How many years did we talk, and that was always the every year. I was able yep, every yeah. year, yeah, every stinking year. It was the D line, and now you know, year in year out, it doesn't matter. It's a strength, and that's. That's kudos to to those guys. And it's so much more fun to watch too, man. Like when the worst game I think I've ever watched in my life, it was Cyhawk two thousand and thirteen. It was the Weissman game, Trent, when mm-hmm. you just knew what they were gonna do. It's like they're just handing it off to Weissman and Iowa State could not stop them from getting five yards. It didn't matter. Nine, ten guys in the box <laughs> didn't matter. That's what we put up with watching for so long. So to have a good D-line is very refreshing. Wrap things up with a little hoops talk, and then we'll get your picks. Iowa State against North Carolina A&T. That same outfit will play Iowa tonight, so get a double glimpse of them. Have you seen how many games there are in hoops tonight? Oh, yeah. Big, <sighs> big slate. What are you looking for, Williams? What, what do you still need to see just a game into the season? What are your biggest remaining questions for the men's team? You know, I, I want to see more who's got the ball in their hands when Lipsy's not out there. People forget Lipsy had so many bad, he had that bad injury. And I do think that you're going to see him on a bit of a pitch count in this non-conference guys. Cause he, the good thing about Lipsy is the last two games and one of them was the Northwestern scrimmage. And then the, the opening game, he hasn't turned the ball over. Mm. So like he, he really is efficient. And I think TJ knows like the only way they're going to be able to, really do damage in the Big 12. They've got to have that that type of guy at point guard. And, you know, it's, always, it's a little hard. IUPUI is really bad, so you can't take much. But that when Holmes and, you know, guys like that have the ball in their hands, it's just, how, how is the offense going to look against a decent team? And that's a big question, I think. But, I, I yeah, letting you guys – the Lipsy thing, like, you know, we played like 17 minutes. I think that's by design. I think in a perfect world, they'd play him 30, but um, they're wanting to keep the difference between a high school season to a college season is a pretty big jump for anyone, especially when you got knee problems. And I think Lipsy's kind of going through that. But I, I want to see that. I, I think I know who they are defensively. Um, they're, they're, it's an intriguing team. I'll, I'll say this I don't know if they're better, I don't know if they're worse. All I know is I left Hilton on opening night this year, and I was like, I thought the team looked better than it did last year on opening night. And we now, saw I have this... no idea what that will mean long term. I just thought they looked like a more complete basketball team. Who do you like this week, Chris? Locks of the week are? <laughs> I, I, I don't actually love a ton. I went with three Big 12 games because it's kind of a stick with what you know yep, default. type of thing yep. week for me. I, I do have Iowa State. I never play Iowa State, ever. And I just really like the matchup, and I think Oklahoma State's in a bad spot right now. I love Baylor, 
over Kansas State. I, who is Kansas State at this point? Mm-hmm. They're another team like Oklahoma State that's pretty banged up. I think Baylor is ascending to be right now. I think if you had to power it, who's the best team in the league? It would be TCU. And I would put Baylor as two. A lot of people would make the argument for Texas. We'll see this weekend. And then I have I have Texas Tech over Kansas at three and a half. Listen, like Kansas, they they benefited last week to Oklahoma State's injuries. They haven't played well for a while now. Texas Tech is desperate because they want to get to a bowl game with their first-year head coach. They about have to win this game on Saturday to do so. You know, Kansas is still tearing down goalposts. It's just <laughs> Lubbock is a brutal place to play. I think Texas Tech will win that game by two, you know, double digits. So those are my three big ones this weekend. Great stuff, Chris Williams. Uh, We will uh, talk with you next Friday. We'll see you at Iowa everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Good to talk to you, Chris Williams, as we check in on Iowa State. Bama Bob joins us next around college football national perspective on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.com. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Our 26-minute segment, we have 18 minutes, boys. All right. Govern yourselves accordingly. Did Dad ever say that to you? That was my, no. my old man. That was what. Govern yourself accordingly. Well, you don't have to tell me. It, it's, no, our, I, it's our next guest. Well, yeah, but we get into it a little bit, don't we? Uh, Bama, let's, uh, how are you, first of all? Great. Oh, God, Look at that. <laughs> Bama, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, Iowa State and Okie State. Let's get your take uh, on either of those two games, both of those games, um, both essentially toss-up games, point spread-wise. Uh, point spread yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, Iowa-Wisconsin we thought would be, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe the game of the year in the Big Ten West, and it still has implications, crazily enough, as I think, you know, <laughs> predicted uh early in the year it's just uh it's just carnage so it's it's a big game you know did iowa find something last week offensively i hope so uh i don't know i mean the conditions probably played a part in that um you know their defense has been solid all year you kind of got to like the hawkeyes at home i would think but you know their wisconsin's playing better under leonard i think this is just exactly what the point spread says it's just it's an absolute toss-up um as much as I don't like Graham Mertz, I probably like Petrus even less. Um, but uh, I will take the Hawkeyes at home. And on the Cyclones, look, it's it, I don't know where Oklahoma State is. Gundy's not saying who's going to play quarterback. Uh, this is a team that is still, I guess, has a mathematical chance at the two spot in the Big 12. Uh, I don't know how the tie breakings and maturations are going to play out. Um, but uh, I just you just don't know where their head is. And Iowa State big win last week. Iowa State's actually favored by a point and a half. I assume that's due yep. to the quarterback. Um, the last I saw, and you may have an update, is uh, Gundy wasn't saying who was going to no, start. We don't know. Going to be Sanders or whoever? Is he going to play? How healthy is he going to be? So you have to stay away from that from a betting standpoint. I think until you see the guy walk out on the field, do a live bet or whatever. But uh, good good win for Iowa State. It's been really a tough year for them. Uh, I have no idea how this game's going to go, and it's it's kind of a you, you would I would generally like Oklahoma State if Sanders were 100 percent healthy. I don't think he is going to be 100 percent. And where is their head after the last two weeks? Because they have just really gone from hey they you know they could you know playoff implications to mm-hmm. uh, you know not even going to win the Big 12 or 
odds against them to win it, I guess. Nope, I agree with you, Bama. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Trent, the uh, Big Ten West tilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue and Illinois. Boy, there's a lot of Purdue love. Um, I I don't. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't I, either. You look at the statistical profile last week of Illinois. Yes, they got beat by Michigan State, but they outgained them. They outyarded them. They did everything that they want. They just turned the ball over. They're going to do that two weeks in a row. And against this Purdue outfit, mm. I, I don't see it. I think this is bully ball. I think Illinois rolls here. Not I, just I wins. Did. I think they pummel the Boilers. And, and the point spread has not moved. I mean, it came out it's, at six and a half, and it has stayed right mm-hmm. at six and a half. I'm with you on Illinois. Uh, Bama? Yeah, it's my guilty pleasure team, but I'm going yeah. to go with you on this one, too. I mean, I, I just love what, what Illinois has done this year. And But listen, Purdue wins, and man, boy, do we have some chaos in the West <laughs> at this point because somebody's going to win out of Iowa, obviously, and, and Wisconsin, and now you would have what? That would leave us with three three-loss teams, and depending on what Minnesota does, uh, I'm not even sure they're playing this week, but it's just, uh, you know, they – you know they're playing Northwestern, so that's going to be a win. Man, you could have four teams at three and three atop the Big Ten West. So I'm hoping Illinois wins. I just, I, I just, it's been a good story all year. It really has. A, the The game last week just, you know, really leaves them not with a lot of margin for error. But if they get this one tomorrow, I think they're going to own the tiebreak over just about everybody uh, that they would be competing with. Uh, you know, they will have beaten all their, uh, you know, anybody that's going to jump up in time in the last couple of weeks. They got to go to Michigan next week, I think. And that uh, is not, you know, it's not yeah. no easy chore for them. So that's probably going to be their third loss. So a really big game for Iowa. And I'm, I'm with you. I like bully ball. Uh, I, I do like O'Connell and Jones. Really mm-hmm. good combination. But what else do they have? And if they don't have the ball a lot, which I don't think they will, then it's, it's going to be hard for them to, you know, to put up a lot of points. So I will take Illinois. I don't know about the point spread. Uh, I'm not as confident as Trent that they're going to romp, that they're good enough to romp anybody. Uh, even though it's at home, but I do like this game being on, uh, you know, on ESPN early. It's going to be opposite the Indiana Ohio State, which is the Big Ten Fox game for some stupid reason. So this is probably the this is the game this is this is the game in the Big Ten early. I mean, because yep. the other one is Rutgers Michigan State. Nobody cares about that one. So I uh, hope we get a big crowd in Champaign, and I uh, would really like to see Illinois finish it off and get to a Big Ten championship game. Here's a couple SEC games, guys, to talk about. Trent, LSU and Arkansas. Look, I think Pittman can pull the upset in this one. What, what's LSU? Are they are they still on a high from last week? Where do, how do you see this game, Trent? Uh, more on this one oh. coming up at 12.50 okay. with my picks. Yeah, this one's circled and has been circled for a while, especially after the way it last week played up. The other SEC tilt we have this week, of course, yeah. Alabama Ole Miss. I can't get a read on this one at all. Alabama, mm. bounce back. They always bounce back. It feels different. Mm-hmm. It feels different, yet the number is 11.5. That stinks, too. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place this week in the SEC. All right, Bama, we'll do both of those games. Uh, do you think Arkansas can beat LSU and then Alabama and Ole Miss? I think they can. Uh, listen, LSU, <laughs> Jaden Daniels is the key. I mean, it's two pretty good quarterbacks uh, kind of under the radar and K.J. Jefferson and Jaden Daniels. Yep. Daniels is the reason that, that Alabama lost last week. They just could not, would not refused to set the edge against him. I mean, you saw that overtime series where, I don't know, it seemed like it took Alabama 72 plays to get in the end zone, and, you know, they run one around the edge, and, you know, they can't, they don't have it. But it, I don't, listen, Pittman is, there is a Bama hangover effect. There's without question. Tennessee kind of avoided it because they had UT Martin the next week. They were going to win that game no matter what. Um, and then they came out and, sorry, Ken, pummeled Kentucky the week later. So they kind of had a get-right week. LSU doesn't have that. they got to go on the road. 
and they got to win both road games because uh, I think Alabama, LSU, I'm sorry, Ole Miss is in play tomorrow. I, I, I just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is a different – Alabama's good at bounce back, but usually it's a bounce back from one loss, and they still have a path to the playoff. There's really right. no path to the playoff for them right now. And I just – I don't I don't have a feel for this team. I don't know where they're going to be mentally. I know where Ole Miss is going to be because if they can knock them off coming out of a bye week, uh, all of a sudden the SEC West is right there for them if Arkansas drops – I'm sorry, if LSU drops a game. So and LSU's got to go to Arkansas and they got to finish at A and M. So they got two conference road games. Bigger game for LS for Ole Miss. The point spread is ridiculous. I just don't see it. I know Ole Miss's defense is not great, but man, um, I, I'm staying away from this one. I just this is Alabama's not. I can't recall the last time. I think it may have been 2010 where they lost multiple conference regular season games, and that was the Stephen Garcia game. 12 years mm, ago because wow. uh, they are always in the mix in the regular season for the SEC West and the playoff. Now, maybe they lost the last game to Auburn or whatnot, but this time of year, you know, eight games in, they're always in the mix. They're not this no, year. No, not the first Saturday no. in November. Yeah, exactly. No clue where this team's going to be, and it's going to be interesting to see what they come out and how they come out and play and where their mindset is. Let's go to the Pac-12, Trent. Uh, Washington, look, this is a pretty good. This Huskies team is not bad. Mm-hmm. Can they knock the Ducks off and really cause some uh, some havoc in the Pac-12? You know, Penix uh, leads the country right now in passing yards. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. He's having a great year. Yeah, wow. He was good, and I didn't see that until I was looking at some numbers this week. Uh, that one really surprised me. Yeah, the way Oregon's playing... I, maybe I'm more hopeful that it's going to be a good game than it'll actually be a good mm-hmm. game here. Not a great feel. I'm certainly leaning Oregon side, though, this week. And the Bowdenix experience, <laughs> you just always in the back of your mind, is this going to be the week he screws it all well, up again? It's liable to happen, as we know. But, boy, his odds have been dropping as far yeah. as Heisman. He may end up in New York. He may get one of those invites. Bama's uh, Ducks, Huskies. Yeah, I think Bowdenix should be in New York. If, if you, you Keeps know, if it you going. Send them right you're sending out invitations today. He's going. yes, I agree. Him and Hooker and you know Bryce Young or whoever you want to throw in there, C.J. Stroud, whoever else you want to throw in there. Uh, listen, I'm with. I want to be on Washington on this one, but and you mentioned Penix and he is really good. But I've paid a, more attention than I should to Washington. I think a lot because they've been on late at you know it's a lot of nine thirty, nine nine thirty games late. Uh, so I've kind of watched a lot of them. I love watching games. At the, uh, that late at night with them involved. They've been terrible on the road. I mean, they lost at UCLA. They lost at Arizona State. They won by, at Cal by a touchdown. Um, this is a whole different animal. They just have not been good on the road, and Oregon has just been killer at home. And you're right. You keep waiting for Bo Nix to screw up. And maybe it was Auburn. I don't know. But maybe it's going to be against <laughs> USC in the Pac-12 championship game, okay, uh, where it happens. I don't think it happens tomorrow. I don't know about the line. Man, I wish that over-under was about three points less. I'd be really tempted. It's 72-and-a-half. That's a lot of points because both are going to have to score in the high 30s probably to get there, um, which is possible, but I don't think likely. But 
I think I like Oregon to win the game, staying away from the point spread. It, it could get away from Washington tomorrow, but I don't think so with Penix. He's that good. But Washington just has not been good on the road. For them to for them to pull an upset tomorrow, it will go totally against the trends on the road and totally against what we've seen from Knicks, but seen from Knicks this year, not from in the past. But uh, I'm, I like the Ducks. Let's go to the Big 12, Trent. TCU, I think it ends this week. I really think Texas is in a good spot to win this football game. I think they will be proven to be the best team in the Big 12. This is a point spread game for me. The point spread is telling us, again, what to bet on, what to look at, because it doesn't make sense. TCU undefeated, three losses for mm-hmm. Texas, yet it's a touchdown, now up to 7.5. Mm-hmm. This has kind of the feel of what we saw a little bit last week with Georgia-Tennessee as it pertains to the betting angle. Public has been all over TCU this week. Last week, public was all over Tennessee. The Sharps were on the other side. I'm going to side with the Sharps here, and I'm going to lay the points here with the Longhorns. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense in your brain, right? but this is the difference between watching football and betting football. They're living on borrowed time, I think, TCU, as they found ways to win football games to their credit. And Good against sto- backup quarterbacks a lot, too. That's a fair point. Uh, Bama, does it end for TCU this week? I think so. I really like Texas, especially with that quarterback. I mean, he is so good and can spin it. And listen, B. John Robinson is just, you saw what he did last week. I mean, he, he's a hammer. I mean, he's just a sledgehammer back there. What did he run for 200 plus or 180 or whatever it was, uh, in Manhattan last week? Uh, you you mentioned T, uh, TCU. I, I tend to give teams credit for winning close, and it, it is natural to say, well, you know, it's going to end sometime. And the numbers generally tell you that if you look, want to look at analytics, and I hate that word, but usually over time, the more close games you play, you're going to lose one every now and again. Uh, and look, you mentioned Kansas. They, they won there close with a backup quarterback. They had to come from behind against Oklahoma State in double overtime. Uh, the Kansas State game, uh, Texas Tech, I mean, all these games, I do think it ends tomorrow. I don't know about the spread. Uh, you know, over a touchdown, I mean, listen, you know, Trent's a better game more than I am probably, but I just don't like the – I don't like the hook. Uh, six and a half maybe, but I think game-wise, money line, I think Texas gets it done tomorrow and then, you know, kind of sets themselves up for a – you know, who, who knows for the Big 12 championship because there's still a lot of games to be played. They still have, you know, a couple big ones on their schedule, you know, Kansas and Baylor in particular. Mm. Uh, but I think it ends tomorrow. Uh, for TCU, and I think, unfortunately, that is probably going to knock them out of the playoff, especially if it uh, if it is over the spread. If they lose by 10, 12, 13, whatever it is, I think that is going to really damage their playoff chances because there's just too many teams lurking in the wings yep. for them and that can, that can snap that's, them. I think they got to go undefeated. Yeah, that's, their conf- that's the Big 12 Conference's only chance, and, and you're 100% yep. right. Real quick on this one, Trent, uh, UCF Tulane. I love the game, and I wish game day was there. Yeah. Now, I have a soft spot. Troy Gannon's still there, right? Yes, he Tulane. is. Yeah. I took a college visit to yeah. Tulane, so I kind of got a soft spot always. And Kind of guilty pleasure for you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Always rooting for the Greenway. Beautiful uniforms. This is not a good matchup for them. They're very too similarly built teams, but you look at the statistical profile of both the teams, UCF and almost everything that you measure is just a tick better. You kind of add that all up and add that all up. It's going to be a full house. They've sold it out. Awesome. I mean, cool environment down there in a place that hasn't seen winning in almost 25 years. But ultimately, I'm uh, going to take a little plus on the money line, plus 110 with UCF here to get it done. Where did game day go this week? They are at the TCU-Texas uh, game. Sense. Yeah, they're in Austin. Uh, Bama, uh, your, your thoughts on Tulane-UCF? 
Yeah, this man, I'm rooting like hell for, t- for Tulane. I think it would be a great story. Um, you know, they would be the group of five team yep. at that point, I guess, to yep. get into a uh, one of the New Year's Six games, which would just be fantastic for them. Uh, the bad news, if that happens, is the coach is going to be a hot commodity, yeah, uh, you know, no matter what happens. Uh, listen, Gus Malzahn, I mean, he's got a lot of experience in these kind of games with mixed results, okay? Usually when he's an underdog, which he is, basically a pick 'em game, Tulane by a point, um, you know, he comes up with, with a game plan. He's, he's just got more big big game experience. Uh, Plumlee's been okay. Uh, you know, 11, he's six picks. That's, that's not nothing. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. The number's only 54 and a half. Tulane does have a good defense. Uh, I can't figure out that, that loss. You know, UCF's loss at East Carolina, 34-13. That was kind of sticking at me when I'm looking at their road results. And you mentioned, I mean, Tulane used to play in the in the Superdome or Mercedes Dome or Caesars Dome or whatever it is now. You know, with with 10,000 people and 70,000 empty seats. And now they got an on-campus thing there, Yulman Stadium, and it's going to be sold out. I think the environment's going to help. Um, I'm going. I'm going to pick the Green Wave. I don't. Not very confidently. Wouldn't bet it. But man, I hope they can do it because I think that would pretty much secure them a New Year's Six spot, which would be fantastic. Would Troy Dannon is uh, their AD is an Iowa uh, native, of course, at you and I for a long time. All right, is there a top fifteen team that we haven't talked about yet that's going to get picked off this week, Trent? It- it's not a likely one. I'm going way off the board here. Not one of the easy ones, not a tight point spread. Keep an eye out for Arizona this week going to UCLA. Late night kickoff here. Arizona, they've got their teeth kicked in a bunch of different times, yeah. but they've hung around at times. They're Some playing a couple better. Weeks I against agree. USC. There's weird things that always happen, right? And the point spread's what, 17, 18? 20. Is it that much? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to put together a money line parlay, you want to throw that one in there? Because I don't think it'll happen. Again, it's a huge, but just... One to keep an eye on, and if we come back Monday, I'm going to be strutting around if this one comes to fruition. <laughs> a little spring and condon step, Bama Bob. Um, is there a top fifteen team that's in trouble, or are you going to that may be in trouble? I'm going to. I don't know about maybe in trouble. I'm going to watch Maryland at Penn State. I just think Maryland. You know, they're they're six and three. I'm just not a big believer in Penn State. I mean, I know they they beat Indiana. Uh, and the Ohio State game just wasn't as close as it looks like. They, they're just up and down. I mean, their last five games, win, loss, win, loss, win. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just, you know, we've talked about Maryland before and Loxley and, and everything else. I just, uh, some, something's going on there. I'm, I'm not saying it would happen. I certainly wouldn't. You know, I might, you know, who knows? You might lay a 20, 25 on a Maryland money line and see what you can get. But that's just one that, that I think I'll keep my eyes on. I'm going to watch Clemson, boys. I think Louisville's yeah. got some plans. Can see the bottom fall out. Good, very good one. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's time to play. Yep. Uh, what's our guy? Uh, Klubnik, the freshman. <laughs> it's time for you're him. ready already. <laughs> it's time for him to get a spot. Sneaky good game, Trent. Florida State going to the Carrier Dome to take on Ooh. Syracuse. Another team that the bottom's kind of fallen out for Syracuse. Still a great story. Dino Babers, they stuck with them, mm-hmm. and, and he has at least given them bull eligibility this year. And Florida State still with the chance. Great win last week against Miami. There's just something about that Carrier Dome where it looks like <laughs> the field's condensed and everything else. Should be a fun one there. How about you, Bama? Sneaky good game. I'm going to go a little off the board. I'm going to, I'm going to go Sunbelt, and I'm going to say Southern Miss, who's got a winning record for the first time in forever, going to Coastal Carolina. Mm. Coastal Carolina is one of those teams, it's that teal turf, and it just, <laughs> it's hard to watch a game in that stadium. But, you know, look, they're, 
I don't know. It's just I said Sunbelt. I think it's Conference USA. No, it's Sunbelt. Um, you had it. It is Sunbelt? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, it, I just think I think it's got a chance to be a good one. It's on ESPNU. It's at 630, kind of an obscure network or, you know, time slot, whatever. But I think that one's got a chance to be pretty good. And, and I, I, I actually know a couple of Southern Miss grads, and they're, they're a little excited about football for the first time <laughs> in a long time. Uh, I guess they are. I'm going to uh, go to the Mountain West. Uh, it's another night game. Your game is on Fox, by the way. UCLA's on Fox. Late. Uh, not late. Uh, I'll go late on FS1. Uh, San Jose State, San Diego State, both uh, kind of identical records. But Clemson, Check Louisville. me after the first half of that one, Ken, please. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Bam, we'll, talk, yeah. we'll talk to you on Monday, Bama. Uh, have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Bama Bob. Hi, going around college football from a national perspective. We will come back. Off to Vegas, we shall go. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. We'll pick his brain on what they're seeing from behind the counter, etc. with uh, Mike Palm. And then Tom Cakert on Iowa, Wisconsin. Our picks, as bad as they are, before we get out of here at 1. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.